The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And it's um, good to be back, but it's, it's better to be back and then come back with this guest of mine. Um, I don't even consider him no guest. Um, like a brother to me, you know. Um, I want to introduce my guest. Um, played with me at the University of Wyoming. Was a running back. Also gathered with me uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles and went to the Kansas City Chiefs and I think somewhere else. But we'll let him tell. I'd like to introduce my guest, Gerald Abraham. You that, Gerald? Yes, I am. <laughs> hey, what's up, Gerald? Not much, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing good. I just couldn't wait to do this show. I'm so excited. You know, um, I'm telling everybody about it. My mom and dad, everybody back in Chicago listening in. But, Joe, I wanted to do this one. Just, just talk and reminisce, man. Is that all right? That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I want to start off with, um, you know, let all the listeners know. Um, you played at the, well, you played, uh, you're from Denver. You know, tell everybody where you're from, where you played in high school. Then you went to University of Wyoming, where you went to. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm from Denver, and um, I was born and raised. And um, uh, I started uh, actually started my football career uh, where I'm working right now uh, with the Denver Police Activities League. And, um, and from that point on, I went to high school in uh, Denver East High School. Uh, obtained a uh, athletic scholarship to University of Wyoming, and um, which uh, you know had uh, four um, good years, great years there. And got an opportunity to, you know, to meet uh, a lot of good uh, young men, and and to this day, I'm a cor- of course, uh, of course, uh, uh, including yourself, and and still good friends, and uh, it's been a real good career. Well, Joe, look, let's start off. Let's. Uh, I want to hit every aspect and let everybody, because I mean, you had a great career. I mean, you. I mean, when we just met up again and we talked. Good time. But let's start off with um, you in high school. Uh, what did you do, your stats, and then, you know, what school, what made you go to Wyoming, University of Wyoming? Okay. Well, in high school, it, it was really weird. Uh, I was mainly a defensive player. <laughs> I always I wanted to be a linebacker or a strong safety. And um, um, for some reason, uh, you know, the high school coach thought that uh, I was, you know, Probably better running back than anything. <laughs> uh, I didn't like the idea of getting hit because I was always the guy that be you know the the aggressor. And um, it got to the point where you know I really thought that uh, actually I was going to play both on both sides of the football. You know, usually in high school you don't have that many players, and um, you know, you know you're kind of forced to play with both sides. 
However, when I started, uh, when he put me in the backfield, uh, he pretty much said, hey, no, you got to stay here on offense and offense only. So I, I stayed put. And um, so I had a, as far as the stats and whatnot, I'm not sure what my stats were, but uh, no doubt I was one of the top running backs uh, in the state. Um, I had a, uh, I had an injury that kept me out of uh, three games. Um, and uh, because of that, I wasn't, you know, I didn't lead the, uh, the state in, in rushing, which I was the leading rusher at the time before I got injured. But, um, you know, I had, you know, quite a few offers, uh, especially from Nebraska. Nebraska was a school I thought that, uh, that I would be heading to. Uh, they were pretty much, they were recruiting me pretty heavy up until uh, I got injured. So, um, uh, but uh, when I got injured, they, they kind of, you know, died off. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I had other um, uh, offers uh, from, of course, Wyoming. Um, let's see who else. I think Oregon was another one. Um, I think Hawaii, even BYU, believe it or not. <laughs> and um, I think Kansas was another. Uh, Idaho State. Um, there was quite a few other schools, but... Um, Wyoming, uh, I think it was kind of weird because Wyoming wasn't really one of my <laughs> best uh, recruiting trips. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I didn't spend as much time as the others that were um, that that were present at the um, that weekend that I was supposed to. Uh, that actually I did go. However, I had a basketball uh, game, which I was a basketball player at uh, at my high school. And we had a pretty good basketball team, and I was on the starting. Um, I was starting on that basketball um, team as well, and and we had a big game. And of course, <laughs> the coaches could be pretty uh, competitive. And um, you know, he kind of pleaded and asked if I could, you know, stay because we had a Saturday game. And usually, recruiting trips uh, Friday nights or Friday evening is when you kind of like make that trip, so you can have right. a, a Friday, right. Saturday, and come back on Sunday. Sure, one second. I want to cut you off because I want to take you, you. You're going where I want you to go, but I want right. to say it. Can I just say it? Um, when you talked, and i like you to talk more about you. We've already get into it, but um, I wanted you to talk a little more detail because we talked about when we got there, uh, it was a different coach and recruit. Talk about when, when you got to Wyoming, the offense, and, you know, why did you go there with that offense? And then when Erickson came in and changed it. Can you, you know what I'm saying? Can you do that, Gerald? Absolutely, yeah. And it's really weird because, you know, that was probably one of the main reasons why I did uh, uh, select Wyoming because at that time they were running the wishbone. And um, uh, I kind of thought that that would be a a great place for me and they run the football since I was a running back. And um, and I played uh, in that offense for a couple years until – uh, I think Coach Kincaid was the head coach at the time until he got fired. Um, he had some good athletes, no doubt about it, but the offense was not the offense that we should have been in. Didn't have the didn't have the character. Didn't have the right the right kids for that. Um, had great players, but we were more settled for the pro type offense, which uh, that's when uh, Erickson came on. And then that's when you and Loving and all the California crew showed up. <laughs> and it was a great mix because 
um, we already had the players there for that particular offense that was so, how can I put it, man? It was so electrifying. And uh, the players always been there, even when Jay Novacek. Jay Novacek was a senior when I was a freshman and uh, at Wyoming, and I, and, um, I was able to play against him. And it's amazing uh, what he was able to do just, you know, just you know, that particular offense that we're running, the wishbone. But I can imagine that guy playing uh, with us when Erickson and then uh, Paul Roach, uh, when they came on and, and, and just um, turned the program around with the, you know, with the wide-open offense that we had, and including, you know, of course, with the, the mix of the run. So um, it, um, it, it was really... It was really a a, 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 a a good experience because what I learned from the offense from from uh, Kincaid, of course, he had to learn how to block on the wishbone. So that helped me along the way with the offense that uh, Erickson and Roach was able to to bring up. But I tell you, man, uh, the when you and Sarge and then, like I said, the and Scooby, the old California crew, and you guys got there, it changed everything. You talking about uh, just putting a lot of swagger. Um, into that offense, um, it was it was it was just it was magnificent, and I enjoyed every bit of it. All right, Daryl, this is what I want to I want to take you back real quick, and then we'll come back, and I want to talk more about Wyoming when you play. But I want to go back. You you made a point, and I get a lot of questions and emails from kids that want to you know to go on a recruit trip. Can you kind of help? You know, cause the, when these kids make the decision to go to these schools. And you said the reason why you made that decision for me. What would you your advice be for these kids, Gerald? You you know what I'm trying to say? When you're picking a school right. to go to and you want to play at these schools, what would your advice be? Because because you said you picked Wyoming because that offense you want to run the ball or what? I actually was more than that uh, because I was from Denver, and of course you know Denver and Wyoming are so close. Uh, I thought about my family as well. It was close enough where my um, you know, my family, my mom and my brother can make the trip, um, you know, by vehicle. And you're talking about, what, an hour and a half, two-hour drive from Denver to Laramie. Um, it was a, you know, a really good, um, you know, easy uh, way to get, uh, um, you know, to, to watch the game. So I, I, that was one thing that I, um, that I thought of. But also uh, the, the coach that recruited me, Played a big difference, and that was uh, Coach Rocky Long. And um, you know, it just Coach Long was a player's coach. I mean, the guy. I mean, he. Of all the all the coaches that did recruit me, the the, the coaches recruited me. He was by far the most aggressive, as far as you know, not you know, being intelligent as well. But the fact that he let you know, he did things that other coaches didn't do. I mean, you know, he you know showed up at the school uh, several times, checking on me, you know, with my um, with my teachers and whatnot, and uh, the fact that you know he went you know going to your house, but he was just a, a, a just a a real guy. You can you can trust him. It was just something about Coach Long that made a big difference. But with all that included, um, you know, it it was an easy it was an easy uh, you know, pick to do that. Just it was in my heart that that was a place for me. But sure. for these these kids now, 
I mean, a lot of them are right now going to go to schools that are, you know, well-named schools. Um, of course, got big traditions, but it's sad to hear that a lot of these kids are going to colleges and making their choices simply be, you know, simply by going how many uh, uniforms they have, you know, and and that's sad to say that, you know, it's sad to hear that they're they're making their choices off of uniforms and and shoes and and whatnot, and they're signing these these scholarships without even uh, visiting a classroom or uh, been, you know, uh, having, you know, taking a tour of the campus and whatnot. And it's just, it's just sad that uh, it's, it, you know, it, it's going to that right now. Gerald, what would your advice be? Because you talk about that. We know how recruiting is nowadays. Um, um, as a matter of fact, I got the music. Let's take a break. Then we we'll come back. I want to ask you about, you know, do you trust the coaches now, or are they just trying to get you in, shit the kids, or the coaches come nine kids just to get them in school? So I want to hear your advice on that. But this is Jay Loving, my guest. Keep saying my guest, but my brother, my former cowboy and former NFL player, Gerald Abraham. We'll be right back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience tune in to sports info um with daryl oliver and sam sword we'll talk about the drafts play-by-play and even what's happening in the offseason daryl and sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past present and future we'll cover the camps on and off field and everything else football and beyond sports info um is heard mondays at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific on the voice america sports channel check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk james loving and his guests want to hear it from you call us at 1-888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or drop an email to loving that sports talk at yahoo.com now back to the show this is james loving your host for loving that sports talk and i'm on the phone with my brother gerald abraham still with me gerald Yep, still here. So I just love this. I mean, it was just, uh, I haven't got to, you know, when we was at Philly together, start talking about that, but I'm going to get to that. that. That was the best time 
to see your face walk in that locker room. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but we're going to get to that. But I want to start, you know, get a little history because there's a lot of things I didn't know, you know. You know, what from Denver, I knew you from Denver and all like that. I didn't know why you picked one. I mean, you was already there when I got there. But um, let's talk a little bit more on this, and then we'll go to, like, a little bit more, you know, like, when we got there, how, you know, like, everything messed together. Like, you know, you guys already had the program with, you know, but we'll get. But what I want to ask you real quick again about um, recruiting is, you know, it was different when we was getting recruited. Now, then nowadays it's a lot. All these coaches going in there, and, and I'm not sure if I'm saying it right here, but they promised the kid, you know, um, they can get into the NFL and all like that. You know, is is this you know coaches lying nowadays? And before, when like you say, you felt comfortable with that coach, Gerald? Yeah, you know. Yeah, of course. You know, been away from it for a long time. Of course, the the coaches, uh, you know, their strategy on on recruiting has changed since the last time you know we were recruited. And um, and I think that, you know, there's still a lot of those old school type coaches um, that you can trust. And, um, and and there's a lot of coaches out there that they're putting the get the kids' uh, best interests uh, first. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's a, it's a business. It's 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 their job, and their job is to recruit the the best athlete possible. And the name of the game is winning football games. And um, but what I see now is that uh, I mean, of course, the the athletes are uh, are much better, um, and and there's a large number um, of these athletes um, coming out of high school more than when we. Um, we're coming up, I think, and um, and I think that's because of, you know they specialize in the game of football. A lot of these kids don't play; um, they only play one sport, and they they you know they 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 play this game. Um, the workout, you know, they work out. Um, everything's done football wise; they don't do anything else. So they, it's almost like a, a specialty that specializes in it, which means that you know these coaches now have to come up with uh, different game plans. Um, different ways of uh, recruiting these kids, and and um, because these kids now pretty much um, they hold the torch to everything. They can give you a verbal commit, and next thing you know, there's there's somewhere else, you know. So the those coaches, the recruiting coaches, are spending a lot of time, um, you know, trying to recruit these kids, and they they get this verbal commitment, and then the next thing you know, two three months later, or even a year later. Um, you know that verbal commit doesn't mean anything, you know. So, but I think that uh, it was kind of the same thing. I think when we were being recruited, I think there were a lot of kids that were probably promised, you know, scholarships, and then the, and, uh, and and the school or the coaches changed their mind. But uh, I think those coaches are still out there, the same type of coaches. It's just that right now it's just so competitive uh, to land a lot of these 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 kids, and um, and like I said before. These kids kind of hold the torch now. They can pretty much, uh, um, you know, uh, renege on 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 a promise. Right. So how, how tough was it? Um, kind of explain to me. I know y'all could cage. I don't know if y'all had a winning record. And then when we came in, we started. Well, our first year with Eric, we went six and six. But the next year, how tough is that being a player? You know, just still sticking it in there and not quitting the team and saying, "Man, I picked the wrong school." And then kind of explain that, you know, when we came in, because we, uh, Erickson recruited from JUCO, and it's like, you know, you, you guys already had the team there. 
we were just another piece to the puzzle, but y'all already had that team there, you know, so we just fitted in with you guys, and, and it all clicked, you know, it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, so kind of talk about that. Well, I think in my first, the first year um, with Kincaid, my freshman year, we were, um, I think we were six and six, which, you know, if you were six and six now, you'll go to the bowl game. But back then, there was no way he was going to the bowl game. And, um, and believe it or not, that team was a very good team. I mean, very good team, but it would, be, it would have been even better if we were not running the wishbone. And um, it wasn't so, it wasn't too bad my first year because we were winning games, but you also realize, at least I did, that um, there were still issues, you know, you, with, with, the, with the coaching staff at that time. Uh, they were great recruiters. They had us in the wrong system, but you can feel the pressure that they were getting from uh, the organization itself, the the school, maybe the school president or AD, uh, uh, as far as winning. And when they felt the pressure from them, then we felt the felt the pressure from the coaches. Um, the second year was probably the worst experience um, that I ever had as far as. Uh, playing a game of football. Everything that went wrong, you know, <laughs> it, it was, and it's going to be kind of difficult because, I, you know, I think that even though that was so negative of what a, what we've been through, and I should say just for what I went through, I think it set the tone to the rest of my life because it was, it was something that, um, of course, I thought about leaving. It was, um, how, do I, how can I explain it? It was it was difficult, especially when we were losing games. I think we only won uh, one or two games that year, mm. and you can see the coaches being uh, so uncool. They were aggravated. They were, uh, I mean, they knew the writing was on the wall that they were going to lose their jobs, and 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 you know we we kind of saw it too. But the relationship with some of the assistant coaches was—I mean, it was—it was very difficult. I thought they were—they they treated a lot of players um, unfairly. Um, I, I didn't get along with my uh, my position coach. Um, you know, he had some issues, but um, it's just that the pressure that we were all feeling, and I'm going to be honest with you, I was ready to go. I'm sure I wasn't the only one, but um, something told me to stay with it. Um, it went towards the end of the year, I don't know if you remember when they had the uh, move. They called it the Movie House Nine. Uh-uh. <laughs> it was on. Uh, it was on ESPN, and it was it was one of those deals where the coaches were going to get fired, and there were, um, uh, you know, like what, like for home games, we'll stay in a hotel. Uh-huh. And I remember when. Uh, we had a bus that was waiting for us outside of our uh, training facility as far as when we, where we eat the, uh, the actual uh, cafeteria where the athletes ate. And, of course, you had to be on time to, to board this bus mm-hmm. to go to the movie, and then later on you go to your hotel. Well, the movie house nine <laughs> 
was when there were nine of the football players and a couple of assistant coaches were left behind and where the bus kind of left early. Hmm. And so when you miss that bus, as you know, at least for the, the players, you don't play the you know you don't play the, um, the game on Saturday. So you're pretty much done. You might as well go back to your dorm, and that'll be it. So it was a it was a big uh, it was a big incident that uh, was a national. Uh, it was on national news, and it was a big incident, and and that's one of the last things that happened before uh, the, the coaches got uh, got fired. And it was just it was just something that was it was just uh, it was just another bad blow to the program that was already um, in turmoil in the first place. But uh, I think that was a that that was pretty much that was it. I mean, it was it got to the point where I said, "Wow, what did I get myself into?" <laughs> And and so, well, the the good thing is that you know it they got fired, and that's when Erickson came in, and uh, he's a big JUCO guy, just like you mentioned before. Uh, the guy already had a plan. I think he was coming from Idaho, and uh, he was big on JUCO guys, and he he's been very successful with that. Um, and then that's when you know um, you and Sarge and Scooby and all those guys uh, came aboard. And I tell you, it was like you said, you know, before, we already had something there. It's just that we needed someone to come in and iron out the wrinkles Mm -hmm. and put us all in the right place. So Erickson was not a dumb man. He very intelligent man. He knew what he had. He did his homework. And he said, all I need to do is go and get, you know, top receivers and um, and a quarterback, and I'm pretty much done. And he was absolutely right because he knew what he had before he got to Wyoming. And all he had to do was just sprinkle a little of that uh, slap your mama in <laughs> California. <laughs> you know, and then you got, you know, of course you're coming from Chicago and, and whatnot, but it was, it was it, you know, it was great that he recruited guys from California and, and guys from Chicago, and he, he brought it all together, and hey, it, uh, it 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 all worked out. Yeah. Sure. A lot of people said that team we had our senior year. Uh, do you think we could have went up against Nebraska and all like that? We were that good, weren't we, girl? Oh yeah, ain't no doubt about it. And it, it, people, you know, it, you know, they say, oh yeah, right. You know, yeah, you guys couldn't hang with some of these big big time schools and whatnot. I was like, tell you something. If we didn't have, if, if we were in the right, in the in the right system from the time I got on, and 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 you guys coming along the way as well, we're just a, we were just a year away of just showing people uh, what type of uh, program we actually had and the type of athletes that we we uh, we were able to produce, and and I mean as you can see what the year after that what did those guys do after we left. Those guys did just, I mean, they did a remarkable job. Yeah. You know, they continued. And, um, and you know, there's no doubt. When we were there, I mean, look what happened to Oklahoma State. You know, when they had yeah. Barry and those guys and, and Thurman Thomas and uh, Harley Dykes. And, and um, then, hey, they barely left Laramie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, with the win. <laughs> so he had two big play programs. 
and uh, and we held our own with you know against those guys, and they weren't happy. They thought they were going to come in Laramie and just wipe us up, yeah. but they didn't know they were <laughs> we were that good, and it was going to be a dog fight. And um, and no, they they had some horses. They had maybe <laughs> you know maybe one more horse than we did, you know. But uh, all in all. That game right there showed that, hey, man, I mean, uh, at that time, they were, what, the big, uh, was it the big eight at the time? Yeah, big eight. Yeah, the big eight. And, um, but, yeah, we, and no doubt. I mean, I think about that all the time. And I was like, and look at these teams, and you know, I say, hey, uh, the Iowa, we were in the uh, in the Holiday Bowl. Same thing. You know, it, it showed that we belong and we can play against anybody. And, and you know, blowing us out was not going to happen. That's for sure. Okay, we're going to take another break. We'll come back. We're going to get into, like, you know, your career. Um, just ask you about, you know, when you went to the different teams in the NFL, how was your experience? But this is James Love with my brother, Gerald Abraham. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I said, got my brother, Gerald Abraham, on the phone. You still with me, Gerald? Yes, sir. So let's let's get into, you know, um, 
the teams you went and played for in the NFL, you know, and um, and just your experience and what you learned out of it. Uh, what was your best um, experience in it? You know, uh, first I want to say I was sitting in the locker room with the Eagles, and you walked in the locker room. I just started smiling. You know, I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember that day <laughs> because, I was, man, I tell you, I felt so close to home when I saw you, and um, and I thought, I, I mean, you're talking about really feeling comfortable, and um, it was just like a, a whole new life, and um, because it was, you know, someone I knew, and 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 you know, we um, we were there, um, you know, for trying to reach the same goal and whatnot, but uh, um, before I got to uh, uh, to Philadelphia, I was with Denver, and and um, and you know, of course, I was a free agent, didn't get drafted, and uh, which was fine. Um, uh, Denver was definitely a school. I mean, uh, excuse me, um, um, uh, uh, you know, it was definitely not the place that I really wanted to. Uh, to go um, at that time, they just came off. Uh, I think that was a, uh, the Super Bowl year um, before I got there, and they needed more. They needed running backs, and you know, I'm not. I, you know, I consider myself kind of a smart guy, and, uh, and I, I had this agent that uh, swarping down that that was a place for me. Um, however, I felt differently. Yeah. You know, I didn't, you know, just because, um, you know, just just because uh, you know NFL team needs running backs, that doesn't mean that that's necessarily you know get the best place for for you. And um, but uh, unfortunately, I went ahead and um, and and did sign with with Denver. Uh, when I did get to Denver, they had I think fourteen, fifteen running backs in camp. And um, and I think that really what what really screwed everything up was um, and, you know the backs that were included in that and uh, uh, in, in, in that camp that year um, it was um, uh, Tony Dorsett signed with Denver. All right, so I was like, okay, I said I saw the writing on the wall. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm going to make this team all right. <laughs> so I did go through the training camp. Before you finish, story, I want to tell you a story about that. I had the worst agent, too, and he told me, oh, yeah, you're going to get drafted. Denver's going to take you because they're going to trade, and they're going to get 20 cents, they're going to trade the three amigos. Remember that? Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. My agents tell me, yeah, they're getting Tony, so they're going to get rid of the receiver. So that's why I started laughing when you said Tony Dorsett was there. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, okay, I'll get drafted at Denver. They're going to get rid of, you know, and Tony's exactly. coming in. That shit never happened. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh man, what a what a what a big mistake, you know." Yeah. And I'm not gonna get into that. that you know, someone <laughs> yeah, we, you and I know yeah. uh, where we got this guy from, but <laughs> we'll leave that alone. <laughs> oh, he was horrible. Oh man, you talking about a flea market type of agent? <laughs> I, I, I can tell you a story about that. I was like so disappointed. I kicked myself in the butt, and I hit that horrible agent. Oh yes, oh man, I kicked that guy to the curb so quick after I got cut from Denver. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I tell you, man, you talk about rude awakening. I mean that I didn't oh. want to be in Denver. <laughs> that that was for sure. And then when when you know when that Dorset deal came through, and I was like, oh God, this is 
this is horrible. I already know what was going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, things didn't work out there. I mean, you're talking about, you know, you have 14 running backs uh, in camp. Uh, they drafted a couple guys uh, along the way, which, God, I was like, wow. They drafted these guys? Wow. But, um, uh, you know, not getting reps, you already know that, you know, it's not going to happen. You're not going to, they don't give you a chance. Right. You know, and, and their system at that time was very, very difficult. I don't know why it had to be so complicated, but Dan, Dan Reeves was a head coach at the time. And, um, but uh, Denver was definitely not right, wasn't the place for me. And, um, and then as soon as I was put on waivers, I mean, God, it was only maybe a couple of days or maybe less than that. But um, then, I, uh, you know, that's when I went over to, uh, I was picked up by Philadelphia. Mm. And um, uh, I'll be honest, I like I Philadelphia. I, I, you know, I, I like yeah. Buddy Ryan. He's a different man. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's different. <laughs> and, um, but if he, you know, think about it, if he didn't like you, you would yeah. know it. Yeah. And um, and I know that was I was like you definitely was well liked, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and um, and it you know it was a good experience. Um, uh, you know, let me let me have that before you finish. When you walk in the locker room, I never stress, but I felt so because I you know like you say me you hit that. We played together at college, and I felt like my family here. I was so relaxed there, you know? Oh, yeah. I didn't know the other guys. I didn't hang. But when you came, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, yeah. Relax now. I got, you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I felt oh, yeah. so relieved. It, 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 was, it was really, it was positive, man. I mean, it was a great feeling. Yeah. And especially after going through the deal that I went through with Denver. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, you just didn't, um, you know, you didn't, you didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will tell you this, though. The one thing I did like about it was the fact that, of course, I'm from Denver, right? And right. And, and then uh, just able to see these guys that, you know, when I mean, God, I was like, wow, look at these guys. Man, I was like in middle school and in high school watching these guys play. Yeah. And there was still a great number of those guys still playing. Yeah. yeah. And that I was like, wow. I was like, I can't believe that I'm on the field and I'm blocking this guy and I'm used to, you know, I, I was watching this guy when I was in high school and whatnot and I, mean, I never thought that, you know, that would, you know, whatever happen, you know, I just, you know, just didn't think about it. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but that was, one, that was, that was if, if anything good that came out of that, it, it was that. And, and the fact that um, I think at that time I realized that uh, the NFL was a business. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if anything that I had a, I had a hard time dealing with, um, James was was that I, I love the game of football so much. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I would I would I would do it for free. Yeah. That's that's how much I love the game of football, even at that level. And but when when I got there and and continued on after that after I left Denver, it it really started to set in that, hey, dude, <laughs> this is business. This is a job. <laughs> yeah. so, and I said, okay, I understand that, but I still love the game and I can perform just like if I wasn't getting paid. It wasn't business, but it was. And that was the hardest transition, um, you know, to, uh, for me to, to make, you know, and because it was so political, 
and you saw guys that they drafted, you saw guys that they had started, and you match your ability to theirs, and you're like, wow, this guy's making freaking half a million dollars a year. I got to be making a million dollars. And it was kind of disturbing to me because, you know, you, you, you saw guys that, you know, in your same position that were not as good as you. Yep. You know, and, and that was very that was very hard to see. <laughs> and um and it took me years and years to to kinda get over it. And um but, you know, I, I thank God for, for those experiences because I think he allowed me to stay at that level, um, being with three three teams mm-hmm. and to say, Hey, Gerald, I'm showing you that yes, you can play at this level. Okay, you can, but this is not where I want you, son. That was. It took me years to to really to see that, yeah. and um, and you know I'm I'm at peace with it, but I've learned a lot from going through those stages of life, um, and and been in the NFL, and people don't realize that. They think they see it on TV. So oh, all you guys are doing is playing football, and there's a whole lot more to it. There, you got to see the core. You got to see how all this is developed. Why? Why this comes on TV? Why these guys are playing? Um, make you know on the team? Why they make this kind of money? There, there's a lot, and 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 unless you've been been in, inside uh, the dungeon, <laughs> I mean, you, you'll, I mean, come on, you'll never know. And yeah, talk yeah. a little bit more. Because people understand that, and you said something that man and I we ain't even talked about this, and you came out. People don't understand. You have to be inside to see it, right, girl? Absolutely. You, you can't just say, "Oh, what did you explain more of that?" Because you hit that right on the point. I tell everybody, I said it's a lot different what y'all seeing on TV, buddy. You know? What oh yeah, saying? yeah. <laughs> they looking at a fan aspect of it. Yeah. You know, they get they buy their ticket, buy your popcorn, find your mm-hmm. seat. Get your drink, you know, and look for hits, look for touchdowns, and you know, and yell your head, yell your head off, and <laughs> but man, but in order for all that to happen for you, there's another side of it, and it's the players, yeah, okay, and everybody talks about the physical part of the game, uh, whether it's you know, uh, you know the um, uh, the arthritis you you're gonna have at the end, which I do have now, and I'm sure you do. Yeah. And then, of course, a new upcoming thing is you know the concussions and whatnot, and and, and all that's getting a lot of attention. Um, but what people don't realize, I think, where players are really being affected more by than any of that stuff is the mental aspect of it, the mental part. A lot of us played this game since we were six seven years of age, all the way up until we're grown men. We've, we've been, our whole lives been on our itinerary. So well, our whole lives have been on our itinerary. We've been told where to go, where to be at such and such time, and, and whatnot. We just had, we had nothing but structure the whole time. And, um, and you know, along with that, you had different coaches. You, you've seen different players. You're trying to make the team. You're trying to make... Um, you know, uh, you, you, you just put it like this: you, you have challenges, you have goals. All these years, and 
whether we believe it or not, I mean, we didn't even know during that time, but I realized that, man, I had some mental problems here, some issues yeah. at the end because you're so used to having that in your life. Yeah. And you plan in front of, you know, thousands of people and, and yeah. you know, and, and, and whatnot. And that's the life you've known for so long. And then all of a sudden, you got to shut it down somewhere down, you know, in, you know somewhere in, in your life. Right. And, and you know, funny Gerald, Joseph, we're going to skip this break and go to the end, okay? Okay, thanks. Gerald, so explain yeah. that too, a little bit more because when people don't see, first, if, when you hear a lot of, you know, I watch ESPN and Mike and Mike and all that, and they say this person in the locker room person, that's a big thing, isn't it? If they don't like you in that locker room, you ain't going to make that team. And second, what you oh, said is a lot of mental. People are saying it's mental. Explain that too, Joe, that when you see people, you see it on TV and the quarterback stand up, he called on so many different numbers so quick. You as a run back and player, you got to know what you got to do, change your route or blocking, and you got to know in a split second, you know? Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Talk about that for me, Joe. Yeah, at that time, you, you're you not taking a test. You can't, you know, it's like you sitting down and, and, and taking a, 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 you know, a multiple choice <laughs> test where you can, you know, you, 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 you write the circle, I mean, you, you fill in the circle and whatnot, and, and you know, A, B, C, or D, you do that, you, you know, you go back to it, and, and then, you, you know, you erase it. Well, you can't do that when you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. When you got, you know, all these keys and, and um, uh, all these different terminologies, and, yeah. and you got this, you know, the, the, if, you're, if, you're at, if you're away, you got to deal with the crowd, and, mm-hmm. you know, you got all these, you have to do a, a lot of multitasking type things, man. You know, and and you got to do it within seconds. Yeah, all that put together, and it. I mean, there. I mean, there are times when, believe it or not, I have dreams of that. <laughs> <laughs> I have dreams of being on the field, and it don't happen often, but it just happens every now and again, blue moon, and. And you know, where I'm at Wyoming, and Craig Burnett's there, and he's you know he's calling the signals, and yeah. and I'm, I'm and I'm all sweating and scared because I don't you know everything's happening too quick, and I'm, I want to make sure I don't go, <laughs> go the wrong way, and, mm-hmm. and 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 all that. I mean, that, you know, those things are going to stay with you for a, a very long time, and people don't realize that this is not an easy game. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a it's a human chess game is what the game of football is, especially you get into college and and, and the pro level. And um, and you think, say, well, it doesn't have to be that hard. You're only playing football. Say, man, hey, <laughs> this is a this is a game of inches. This is a game of it's a chess game, and you got to have. You can't be a dummy play this game as well. <laughs> People, <laughs> that's one thing. You got to have some smarts. Yeah. But um, you know. It, it, it's more to it, and people don't realize it. And unless you've been there, that's the only way you're going to understand. But hopefully, people that are listening, uh, you know, at least have an idea that it's not like playing uh, those video games, you know, yeah. Xbox and all that, where you can just, you know, punch a button and you know direct your player where to go. That's not how the real game of football is played. That's you know, it'd be easy if it, if if, it, if you could, but it's it's not easy. And these guys get paid a lot of money yeah. to do to to do that. You know, somebody asked me, and I want to talk about this too, because uh, when you got there, you know, we haven't played no games, so you came as the first game. 
Explain a little, because I remember when, you know, we come out to warm up, it's maybe 10 or 15 people in the stand, and then you come back out, it's packed. You know what I'm saying? Explain yeah, that well, feeling, because that feeling was so, I'm like, God, we just only went in for 20 minutes, and look, the stadium packed. We just, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was, <laughs> and um, I, I, cause I remember... Me and you came out for warm up, and we took pictures. Remember? <laughs> uh, yep, absolutely. Yep, it, you know, uh, yeah. That, as a matter of fact, at that time, it was uh, uh, my, my girlfriend Brenda was the one that, uh, yeah. that took pictures and, and whatnot. And um, <clears throat> it was really funny because, yeah, you, you, know, you go out there for for early outs or warm ups or whatever they call it now, and mm-hmm. uh, or back then, and um, we, uh, you know, it just you know you feel all comfortable, and you know if you people here and there and whatnot and, and you know you still feel a little comfortable you know you you know just trying to concentrate think about what you need to do and 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 whatnot and and then all of a sudden that part of the game is over with and and then you go inside and it was just like hey, we're only there for what what maybe less than 10 minutes yeah <laughs> and then you come out and it's like you it's like it's like a twilight zone yeah, <laughs> and I fell asleep. When you came back, it's like, oh man, this doesn't even look familiar. <laughs> and it was a, it was a good thing, and then it was a nerve wracking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. But uh, it, you know, and you know, and it's good to be a part of that, man. I mean, because yeah. it, 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 you know, it was something good, and you, and you'll never forget it. Yeah, I want to thank you because, you know, we had Coach Al Roberts there, but he had to do his job. But when you came, that settled me down. You just don't know because I was like, I didn't know who I could trust, you know, there or no friends to talk to. But when right. you came, I mean, I just was so at ease. So I just want to thank you, man. Oh, I want to thank you because there were times, man, and you know, you know, we're on offense together, and it was something I didn't understand or whatnot. And I ask you, you'll tell me, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, just real quick, <laughs> I had uh, a bad experience with that, and that was with Denver. And I think this is the, uh, the turning point of, of me realizing that it was a business yeah. because, like I said, I didn't get a lot of reps um, in, in Denver because it was so many backs and so many, of, so many others. And I remember when it was my turn, well, I one out of 100 reps, it was my turn to go in there. And, of course, I was confused about a certain play. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking, okay, what is the name of that running back's name? Oh, my God. Um, maybe it was, oh, God. Can't think of his name right now. But I remember right before I got on my stance, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. So I kind of <laughs> leaned over and asked one of the guys that had already been there. He's a veteran, of course. And I think it was Gene Lang, I think, was it? <laughs> that, that's who it was, Gene Lang, I think. And... So I asked him, I said, you know, I don't know what it was. I just make it out, you know, I say, uh, what way, which way do I go? Or yeah. I can't remember the question. Well, you know, that guy purposely told me the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let me tell you the same. That's why I'm laughing. Because you know how we were feeling. We, we, when we went to camp, we was in the dorm room. Mm-hmm. And there with four, I was in there with four receivers. You know, only one of them going to make it, right? Right. That same thing happened to me. I'm not lying to you. That's why I'm laughing when you said that. <laughs> I was at the line. That's how I knew I couldn't trust nobody, Gerald. Cause I know. This receiver yeah. told me the wrong. But, Gerald, I'm not lying. I swear to God, I tell everybody that story today. I said, that's what I knew. I had to, I couldn't trust nobody. And that's, that's right. why I told you, you made me, because this guy told me the wrong play, and Buddy ripped me apart. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Al, I got ripped, too. 
Yeah, Al yeah. told me, you need to learn your play. Study, you know, the guy told me the wrong play, girl. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, I felt it, man. I was, I felt so, I, what's the word I can say? Violated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I was, I was, I, I'll be honest, man, I was hurt, man. Yeah, I because, was, too, because yeah. I'm in the room with this guy at night. You right. know, we sleep and talk, right. you know. Exactly. But it's a business, though, James. Yeah. That's a thing. And it's a job. Yeah. And it's not like we were in high school or in college where we, it, it, you know, you didn't have to deal with the, the business part of it like that. And, and it wasn't as political. And you're there as, you know, you, you know, you're thinking, I'm thinking that, you know, we're teammates, man. You're not right. going to tell me something wrong, <laughs> you know. But, no, when you, you're getting paid to play this game, and you know this guy may have family. <laughs> yeah. You know he still got to pay the mortgage on his house, and yeah. and you know whatever the case may be, his you know his ex-wife, whatever the case may be. Hey man, the, hey, it's <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. It's a it's a cutthroat business. The mom don't care. Oh, they Girl. don't care. I, and, and see, I can't. I'm not like that, man. I, I wasn't brought up that way. I, I'm a, I'm a team player, and if if I'm not the best, then I'm not the best. But I'm not going to go out my way and to tell you, you know, something um, that 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 you know that that isn't right. Yeah. And um, regardless of the situation, I never would have done that to that guy, you know. And uh, but you know that that's I think God was showing me another way too. They say, hey, dude, you know, you, you know, you're better than this. You, you know, you're not gonna. I'm just showing you. I, God showed me. He brought you there. I was like, oh, my God, I feel so, you know? Exactly. I'm in the room with these people. I'm thinking I'm trusting them, Gerald, you know? And so when you came, I was like, oh, I, ain't got I know I can trust Gerald, you know? Right. I ain't had nothing to worry about then, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great, man. It, uh, you know, and people don't realize, man, it's just that just having that familiar face. Yeah. Um, will make make all the difference in the world, and then you know, I, I, you know, the second part that I was, I was really hurt was that when I had to leave Philadelphia, and then I had to leave you and and whatnot, and and I was really um, unsure um, on what direction I really really wanted to go. I still wanted to uh, to play and 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 whatnot, and um, but I, I was you know I was I was really I was really hurt when I had to leave because I really. You know, I really thought I, that place was um, was for me. I thought I fit in really well, and I thought that uh, um, that I could compete. You know, and, and then Buddy Ryan, of course, he he liked me. He yeah. never. You know what they did though, Joe? They put all that money in that draft pick, that Sherman. Remember? I remember. I and know that's why. And they had yeah. that money. You better yeah. than way yeah. better. Yeah. You remember him? He was. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh yeah. yeah. And I remember Roberts, Coach Roberts said, "Man, hey, man, they, they, they really, man, they really hate to, to let you go. They, you know, and um, you know, I uh, said, but be ready, you know, they could possibly call you back. You know how that goes. And uh, eventually, I mean, uh, it, you know, it didn't, it didn't happen. I mean, but, but it, it's, it's a, it's a game of, it's, it's a game of luck as yeah. well. Um, I got the music in my head to catch up, but we got to go, Gerald. But, Gerald, we got to get you back on the show. We got to get you right. back so we could talk okay, more. And um, 
Okay. Sorry about that, man. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, we got to get you back on the show in another week so we can finish that talk. Okay. I want to thanks again for you being on the show, Gerald. All right, man. Thank you, man, for having me on, man. And like I said, it was a pleasure. And I'm, I'm so happy, man, that, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, that we're, you know, we're healthy and alive to, to hear each other's voice and see one another again. And, and um, you know, it's been, it, you know, it's been a, and it, is, it is really weird because I, I kind of put all this stuff back and, and then, you know, just talking to you, man, just, it, you know, it just lives me up more. Yeah. It was a lot of positives, no doubt yeah. about it. We'll get you back on, Joe. Okay, man. I'm, I'm, I appreciate take care. it. Okay. Take care. Thanks. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.